at SAFM Radio and at Lizzie underscore Khan on Twitter. Welcome back to Lifetime Live. It's just gone 20 to 3. We're in the last 20 minutes of the show. If you haven't been here since 1 o'clock, where have you been? Be sure to catch us next week as we're going to bring you all the action. I, you know, I, and I, I look at these foods, the food that we've had, and I look at some of the conversations that we've had so far. We have fed you. You've know, tickled your comedy bone. We have fed you when it comes to being responsible citizens. And now we're actually going to feed me real food. So in the studio, I have the guys from Fridays. Fridays is a restaurant that aims at creating an inviting eatery as well as cocktail lounge bar for the patrons that come to the Blue Hill Centre. That's in Midrand here in the Gauteng. Um, it also it has a luxe feel with an industrial flair um, and it's minimalistic but looking at the colours and looking at the decor, it's, it looks very warm and very inviting. In studio with me, I have Tokozani Shongwe who is the executive chef as well as Tumelo Maepa who is uh, the owner as well as founder. He's an entrepreneur, a consumer marketer and and the brainchild behind Fridays. I'm going to start off with you, Tumelo, because I think that a lot of times we look at restaurants and we think, you know, this kind of industry, people always need food. Yeah. But it's not always that easy just to open a restaurant. And it took you quite a number of years to get to this point. Can you give us a little bit about a background, how you actually came up with the idea and what led to Fridays being formed? I think, um, thanks for that. In terms of getting to where we are today, it, it took, in terms of background, I used to work in the liquor industry. Mm-hmm. So in the liquor industry, I dealt with a consumer engagement segment part of it where we dealt with um, I'll, uh, pairing liquor with food. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the, the love for hosting people and the love for hosting literally began and my, my, the ability to explore flavors and different things. You so you like flavor. a party? <laughs> I used to, I used to, <laughs> maybe not anymore, but yeah, I think that's where the background started. And then leading on to this, I think um, it was a lot of work getting to know uh, a restaurant is quite difficult because there's too many, there's a lot of spheres to cover. Yes, mm-hmm. there's kitchen and then there's front of house, but there's so many nitty gritties that you have to look at in each and every part of it. So that's why it took this long to actually be able to finally open up. Now, looking at things like funding, because um, that's always always an issue yeah. when people are entrepreneurs and they're starting a new business. Um, how did you go about tackling that particular challenge? I think luckily for me, um, I had a partner and a friend mm-hmm. who, who was also looking to do the same. And then, I mean, I had also been working for quite a while. So I said, OK, I think I had I have saved up enough to, to meet <laughs> my partner halfway. And then he said, yeah, we can go for it. So I think for me, it was basically by God's blessing that I had a partner who was also willing to to take the risk. Now, let's look at the food. Uh, Tokozani, you are a trained crook. Uh, no, not a crook. You're a ta- trained cook. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a professional cookery qualification from Southern Science Hospitality Learnership Program. You've got over 14 years experience. Now, you know, when you when you watch these cooking shows, you know, I always say I never trust a skinny cook <laughs> because, you know, you can't be making all this food and not tasting it. Uh, looking at you, you seem to be doing pretty well in the fact that you've maintained your, your, your form after 14 years of cooking. What's the secret to your success, do you think? Uh, training. Training, yes. yes I, I used to train a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, that part now of is defeating. Okay. It's <laughs> showing now. Yeah, but... Working and tasting every meal that comes out of the kitchen, that's what I always do. So every item that comes out of the kitchen, I taste it. So so as as a patron, when I come to Fridays, does that mean that everything that has come out of the kitchen, you have given your, your, your seal of approval? You've tasted it and it's gone out and it's, it's 100% according to your satisfaction? Yes. So if I'm not happy, I just come to you? 
Yes. I, I usually attend to guests mm -hmm. every time. So our aim as well is that we go and we to tackle your specific taste buds as well. So we go and um, get feedback, your specific, specific feedback. feedback. Put a face yes. to the chef. Yes. Put a face to the, a face to the food. Yeah. Sort of. That's <laughs> what we do. You've also got an open plan so people can actually see what's yes. happening in what's the kitchen. Yes. Tumelo, what was the thinking behind that? I think for us, in terms of, actually, I, I would have loved to have the kitchen right there in the <laughs> middle of, but I don't know if there's enough uh, good people to do that. But I think we, to, to in order for a place to be about food, the, the, the ambiance, if you tickle the five uh, the five senses, senses yeah. you, you're looking at about also sound. You, you can hear meat sizzling. Yes, mm -hmm. you can hear the music in the background. You can see the chefs cooking. So I think for us, it was a matter of making the place about food so that it's not diluted by other elements of people just coming to drink or that yeah. sort of stuff. So having an open kitchen where people can see through the kitchen that was also part of a it was a big part of the plan now uh, i want to ask you a personal question Tokozani, and this is because i have a personal addiction it's called tomato sauce <laughs> i put tomato sauce on everything <laughs> as a cook and you know as a chef in particular do you take offense when people do that when they put you know all of these sort of different condiments onto the food that you've taken all this time to prepare my preference is after you've tasted you know, okay. everyone, everyone, like I've said, yes. you have your specific taste uh, that you like to mm -hmm. have. So hope they'll catch up, uh, compliments what I'm trying to put on the table. And Dumelo yes. is a tomato sauce guy. Ah, so we share the same addiction. <laughs> After I've tasted. I'm seeing you on this. Now, let's talk a little bit about the dishes, please, Tokozani. As, yeah. as a patron, and I come to, to the restaurant, what is the, the general kind of feel when it comes to the food? Are we talking high-end cordon bleu stuff? Are we talking, you know, diner stuff? What, what are we looking at when we're looking at the uh, food? We're looking at uh, a bistro style, comfort food, meat, fine dining. Okay. So we're uh, creating a, uh, a bridge in between. Okay. And uh, our cuisine Cuisine is Afro-influenced. So we take dishes from Morocco all over Africa and try and even South African traditional dishes mm -hmm. and give it a wow and fancy presentation look of stuff. And that's very important, wouldn't you say, that that fancy presentation? Because like you were talking about the five senses, Tumelo, yeah, you yes. know, you eat with your eyes. Fancy. So, yeah. yeah, you know, looking at the food makes you want to eat it. Yeah, especially with social media currently. <laughs> Where <laughs> everybody takes sure. a picture of yeah. their food before they actually eat So you eat first it. have to cater, cater for the taste buds and then the pictures. <laughs> I think it's another element of it. And because um, restaurants depend highly on word of mouth as opposed to the marketing that you can do, uh -huh. part of it relies on the presentation of how people uh, take a picture and post it or tell people that I went to a restaurant and I was served this on in, in a certain way. So it's quite important in terms of the whole... The whole presentation part of it, yeah. Tokozani, I, I want you to take me through some of your preferences or your, your personal favorites when it comes to the menu. You know, where, where if I had to ask you what dish would you absolutely, if you're having a bad day and you just want a little something that's going to give you a kickstart, which dish on your menu would you order? Uh, it's the avocado con polo penne pasta. Uh -huh. uh, it's one of the dishes I started learning with. Okay. So it was the first, first ever dish that I had to do. As a chef, uh -huh. learning. It sounds soup. vegetarian. No, it's oh. avocado and chicken. Okay. So it has the Italian name because it's a pasta. Okay. So chicken is polo. So it's a creamy pasta sauce. So it always 
picks me up. When I'm home cooking, uh-huh. that's my dish. So it's on my menu because <laughs> it's my favorite dish. <laughs> now looking at, at, at the dishes, like you said, you know, they, they have Italian names and all yes. that sort of stuff. So a lot of times, I mean, I didn't know, you know, what is in it. Yes. Is that part of the education that you do with your customers that, yes. that you go through the menu with them and say, what are the different things on it? Yes, we would do that because I always engage the customers. So every time I come out, interact, meet them and we, we speak to them. I think that just to add on to that, uh, the, in terms of waiters and staff training, we go through it's intense training for them to be able to communicate part of the dish. I mean, sometimes we send them into the back of the kitchen to yeah. help so they can see from scratch if they've cut a carrot here and they did this X, Y, Z. So we actually do that as well. Yeah. And I mean, as patrons, a lot of the times you come in and you say to to a waiter, you know, what would you what would you suggest recommend, when yeah. recommend what is good here, what is good to eat? Um, yeah. Do you find that a lot of a lot of your waiters choose the same? dish over and over again <laughs> we, we actually had that <laughs> in the beginning but we we fixed it quickly through the whole training and getting them at the back of the kitchen for them to know each and every dish because sometimes it's about knowing if a person says recommend something and you go recommend a salmon swawa and somebody felt like meat you're gonna have problems so yeah. i think for them is to also know the consumer and try to dive into what what do they really want what do they what do they feel like on the day well, if you're wondering who we're speaking to, um, we are speaking to uh, Tumelo Mayape, who is the owner of Fridays, as well as Tokozani Shongwe. He is the executive chef. Please do give us a call. As we say, radio is all about you, the listener. We want to know, do you have any questions with regards to cuisine? Anything that comes with pairing? You know, do you have to have a red wine with a, a, a red meat, for instance, or, you know, white wine with a fish? Any of those sort of questions, do give us a call. And if you want to know what's going on at the World Cup in Russia, here's my Ali with all the action live. Lizette Khan on SAFM. Welcome back to Lifetime Live. It's eight minutes to three. You're on SAFM and we're leading the conversation. And in conversation, we are with Tumelo Maepe as well as uh, Tokozane Shongwe, um, who are basically the forces behind Fridays, which is a new bistro that has opened up in the Midrand area. Now, one of my issues, Tokozani, is fish. I never know when it's cooked properly i never know when it's overcooked uh you know all these sort of things that you basically need to look for when you are serving it at fridays how do you make sure that it caters for everybody's taste uh we have a we have two fish dishes on our menu mm-hmm. so one is white and can clip that is cooked through it's never served without a with a temperature okay but salmon i prefer Medium, as I've served it to you today. Okay. Yes, because uh, it's slightly seared, so it's how a lot of people have it as well. So it's become it becomes a little bit hard or rubbery or cardboardy-like if it's cooked. If it's cooked over. all the way through. Yes. So it also, I think that when it is medium rare or medium well cooked, because you've just seared it on the sides, yes. it, the taste kind of comes through a lot more. Tastes fresher the fish itself. Yes. Okay, tell me a little bit about the salmon that you've served for me today. Okay, it's a salmon niçoise. It's yeah. a French-inspired dish. Mm-hmm. Uh, niçoise, traditionally, it's a salad done with tuna and lettuce. Okay. But what we did here, we did your beans, your tomatoes, your olives, excluding the salad because it's a warm niçoise. And instead of tuna, we use salmon. Sorry, I'm trying to eat and talk <laughs> at the same time. It probably isn't a very good combination. <laughs> Tastes really good. As you said, it is warm. Can you have an option of take of, 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 a, of a cold one as well? Or do you only serve it warm? We serve it warm, but as we say, we always engage with our customers. Okay. So if it's an option and you would like it like that, then definitely me and the team. 
are capable of serving that to you. Now, an- another thing that, you know, a lot of people, when they're ordering red meat, and particularly if you're looking at a lamb chop or if you're looking at a steak, you always get asked, do you want it medium red? Do you want it rare? Or do you want it well done? Yeah. I always say well done, but then it still comes out with blood in the middle. Is that is that a chef's choice with regards to, you know, you don't want to kill it dead. You don't want it, like, I, I normally say I don't want it to resemble any form of life. Mm. But it, from a kitchen's perspective, as a chef, do you prefer that it still has a little bit of redness to it? But if it's your choice to have it well done, I, we as a team, we kill it dead. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but my preference is always have it a bit of life. So I need to feel my cow yeah. screaming on me <laughs> when I cut it. Now let's talk about some of um, the red meat dishes that we have. We've got the lamb chops. Tell me a little bit about that. So it's a lamb rack. Oh, sorry, lamb rack. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for educating me. <laughs> no, I should go out more, shouldn't I? It's, it's a French trim. Okay. It's a French trim the chop. Okay. So we call it a rack. Okay. Uh, because it comes and as a pack. Because like that, that's why it's called a rack. It's uh-huh. served with the ratatouille veggies and baby potatoes. Okay, so I actually know what ratatouille is because I watched the movie. So, 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 so I have a vague idea what that is. And then, um, you know, I, I think that one of our indulgences, you know, is, is, is sweet things. And we generally try to end it off with, with something nice and sweet. What would you suggest or what would be some of the, one of the, the, the dessert dishes that you say everybody should try when they come to Fridays? Um, we have our special the baked ginger cheesecake. Mm-hmm. But for, do, for you today, I have a... A chocolate and nut, the way I call it. It's gone nuts. It means it's chocolate and nuts all over uh-huh. the dish. It's a opera cake and a, a chocolate mousse with hazelnuts, white chocolate mousse spread, and peanut brittle. Um, if I have allergies, um, and I tell you, okay, no, I have a, have a nut allergy, but I still like to have, you know, something chocolatey. Do you do you substitute one thing for another? Unfortunately, on this dish, what not on this particular dish, but yes. you do, do you normally like on, on other? Yeah, dishes? we have a dish of a chocolate that is on a standby in the kitchen as well, uh, just set okay. for us to use on particular days when that case arises. So we always have a chocolate substitute. So because it's winter now, we have I know we have a chocolate vanilla cake, uh, lava cake. I mean, Ooh. on. Stand by. If someone doesn't like or is allergic to nuts because our dessert here is nutty, mm-hmm. um, chocolate lava cake is an option. Tomelo, I just want to end off by, by looking at things like where we are uh, worldwide. Being vegan and being vegetarian and all these wonderful things that we didn't think of before have now suddenly become fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're opening a, a, a restaurant... Do you take that into consideration in how you put your menu together to see, or do you look at like, you know, we're in South Africa, most people still like their meat, or yeah. what do you? What are those considerations? Definitely, I think the first consideration was obviously location. Mm-hmm. Um, we first looked at the metron area. You look at the demographics, the age of the people you're trying to attract. I think I said with Chef, we did that extensively over two, three weeks. We sat on that menu. After that, we sat with three more people for another two, three weeks, and then for another week, we did a focus group with about twenty-four. And people. it's important because your so, menu is your yeah. signature. Yeah, exactly. So what th- th- that was one consideration in terms of uh, vegetarians and vegan. We also 
make sure that we cater for that. So the main thing, I think the, the crucial one was that we brought people from different ages, different groups. Mm-hmm. We had 24 people in one room and we literally cooked for all of them for them to taste. And the, the menu was so structured that we do cater for either someone, if, if someone is vegetarian or, or, vegan. or vegan. So it, it's, a, it's something we definitely had to consider. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pre- pleasure. Um, and this they are, of course, in, well, no, they're in Midrand, which is in Gauteng. Yeah. Um, do people need to go onto your website to make reservations or do you accept walk-ins? Um, we do accept bookings, but on certain days I would advise. <laughs> I would advise bookings. I think, obviously, Fridays is of course going to be day. But what came up with the name? Um, it was also a focus group driven. So okay. we had about 36 names and then we cut it down through a vote. And then people said we opted for Fridays. So we went with it. But we have a website, www.fridaysrestaurant.co.za. People can download our app, Friday's Restaurant, um, either on Android or iOS. And yeah, we're on social media, Friday's Restaurant and Instagram. Yeah, we, we're everywhere, basically. Well, I'll be there this Friday. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you very, very much <laughs> for the invites. I'm going to be there with my bells on. Um, so that was uh, Tumelo Maipe, who is the owner of Fridays, as well as executive chef Tokozani Shongwe, talking us through the menu as well as what you can expect if you do make your way to Madrid and basically go and sample the goods on offer at this particular restaurant. It's been an absolute pleasure being with you today. Um, I, it was so much fun sitting in for Crisalda Dudumasha. She will be back next week, probably next week, Wednesday. Um, um, but it has been absolutely great. Thank you very much for the team. Phineas, uh, Stanza, as well as Lesejo, helping to put everything together on air. You know, this is not a one-man or a one-woman job. So thank you very, very much for all the help and support. Up next is, of course, the home run with Sir Ernest Pele, and he will be bringing you up to date with all the news events that have taken place on the, um, well, around the country today. But right now, it's 3 o'clock, which means that it's time for the news.